I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everybody. This is Karan Chandok in Austin, Texas in the morning after the Grand Prix. Uh, what a fairly dramatic weekend it's been and a fairly... Um, well, it's just been a mad weekend, really. Uh, we had wet weather starting off a Friday. Lots of stories in the paddock. Brendan Hartley making his debut. Carlos Sainz at Renault. Can Lewis win the World Championship? And then there was all this stuff about uh, the the whole new format to the weekend on Sunday morning, which was, um, you know, going to really um, shake things up in terms of grid procedures for the teams, for the drivers, the TV broadcasters, the fans. So there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, but ultimately the biggest story's got to be the one on track. So let's start there. Um, so unlike my normal columns, I'm going to skip the the guys in first and second and come to the debates for third place because Max Verstappen pulled off, I thought, an amazing overtaking move on the final lap, two corners to go on Kimi Raikkonen, and obviously he got the penalty. Now let's talk about that. Fundamentally, yes, if you look at that on an individual case, Max had all four wheels of the white line when he passed Kimi, and that deserves a penalty. That's a slam dunk. There's no debate about that. Where the debate and the issue lies is that there were several other instances um, during the race where drivers left the track and overtook, and they weren't penalized. Bottas in turn one, Actually, Sainz on the Force India as well. Technically, he left the track to set himself up for that move. Um, and then, you know, there's also things like through qualifying. You know, turn 19, they're all driving off track. Turn 9, I think, at the top of the hill, the left-hander. They're all driving off track. So, to me, fundamentally, if you're going to turn a blind eye um, to, to these sort of things, then you've got to do it across the board. You can't selectively penalize people. And I think that's where the issue is. I don't... I, personally, I don't have an issue with Max itself, Max himself being penalized, but then you've got to penalize everybody. If you're not going to penalize any of those people, then in Max's head, the precedent has been set through the weekend that you're allowed to have all four wheels over the white line, and therefore he did that move. So it's a very mixed message that is being sent to the drivers. and. You know, for years, we've banged on about uh, these track limit things. I, I absolutely hate it. I think we should have five or five and a half meters of real grass on the edge of the circuit. You should have the track, the white line, a bit of the curb, and then five or five and a half meters of real grass or gravel, which is a deterrent. And therefore, we, will, we won't have these debates. We won't have these discussions. If Max chooses to put two wheels on the grass, to pass Kimi, that's a risk he's willing to take, and if he does it, it's a spectacular overtaking move, like in the old days. So, I, I think there's a fundamental issue here, which is larger than just what happened this weekend. Um, going forward, I would like to see clear consistency applied, um, you know, across when 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 the 
issuing the penalties because I think that there's there's too there's too many grey areas here. Um, and, and you know the fact I, I thought it was wrong that drivers weren't penalised for turn 19 in free practice three. Lewis set the purple sector three, which is the fastest sector three of anybody, by driving way off the track into the runoff area in turn 19, which is ridiculous, really. So, yeah, I think I think that's that, that's where this issue lies. It's a bigger problem to resolve because obviously the circuits have invested a lot of money over the past few years putting in these tarmac runoffs. You know, they're not cheap to do. High grip asphalt um, across the board. But it's really time that that somebody took a stand at the FIA and said, right, we need to deal with this. We need to. It's creating more problems if. Then, then they're resolving, uh, and it does need to get resolved. So, on to the rest of it. Um, Hamilton in imperious form this weekend, right from Friday morning. Really, he looked like he was he was just so hooked up around the circuit. And when it came to Q three, he, you know, he he's just on such another level at the moment. Um, I spoke to some people at Mercedes just to try and understand what's going on there because since the summer break there's been a, a clear shift in that Lewis has gone so far ahead of Valtteri um, particularly in the qualifying performances but even in the races and I, I think I was struggling to understand whether it's Lewis who's raised his game or is Valtteri struggling and and fundamentally I think the Mercedes Mercedes this year has been a tricky car to drive but they were saying that Lewis has arrived with a much more cerebral attitude. He's really thinking about the way he gets the car prepared for the qualifying laps. Not not just thinking about the lap itself, but the prep lap. Making sure that every individual corner of the car is in the right temperature window with the tires and the brakes. And not just for the first corner of the qualifying lap, but making sure he's got tires available to attack the final sector of the lap. And I think this whole mental approach to making sure he's in the in the right zone and the tires and the cars in the right zone is really paying dividends for him and um, you know he's unquestionably the king of qualifying um, at the moment and Sebastian did a good job to get himself on the front row they had a tough Friday had to change the chassis overnight which isn't a small job so you know it was a big big job for them um, but he managed to dig it out and get himself on the front row um, Daniel Ricciardo did a good job in qualifying to get within half a second and if you look at it in the um, the lap time comparisons you know they do lose good five six tenths in straight line speed so I think once again the Red Bull had very good pace around here and, and it's a shame the engine problem put him out of contention I mean Max showed that until that whole um, little battle towards the end he had dragged himself up from the from the back of the grid, basically, to within 12 seconds of Lewis. And that just showed, once again, that he and Red Bull had great race pace, as they showed in Japan, as they showed in Malaysia. Um, and really, you know, I wish they, they're able to dig it out uh, when it comes to qualifying. And, and, and that's a Renault thing more than, more than a Red Bull thing, I think, at the moment. Uh, who else? Carlos Sainz, um, absolutely stellar debut with his new team um, you know settled in so quickly I think they were surprised I think even he was surprised frankly how quickly he settled in I got to spend a bit of time with him and his dad over the weekend and they were really happy with the with the environment and said that the the people 
uh, in the team really um, really you know welcomed him well and uh, you know have a high high amount of respect for him and he delivered and, and you know they fully justified the uh, the move that Cyril Abitabul and Alan Pross and Renault did to to drop Jolien and bring him in because you know they they needed a guy who's going to score points in the second car and Carlos has done it straight off the bat you know the own he could have maybe caught Ocon but I think ultimately the Force India was just a bit too quick um, particularly in straight line you know the, the Mercedes power you know they just crank up the power they use the energy saving in in strategic ways to make sure that they they've got enough power to pull away down the start finish straight for example or the back straight with the DRS so um, you know I don't think Carlos really ever had a chance um, to get him there um, who else? Oh, Brendan Hartley we should talk about. Uh, Grand Prix debut. It's a tall order to come in um, having never driven the current generation F1 car. Um, I know from driving one of these cars earlier this year that they are quite different in the engine characteristics and the complexities of um, getting the tyres you know, in the right window and things like that. They're very, very complex cars and I think he did a very respectable job. You know, with every set of t new tyres that they gave him, he found big chunks of lap time. And I think though, Kvyat raised his game. It's almost, you know, he recognises he's got one last chance to fight for his Formula 1 career and he delivered a really strong weekend. Uh, probably one of the strongest we've seen from him. So, he's given Red Bull a uh, a slight and a helmet marker a slightly complicated headache. What do they do? Do they look at the short term view, which is then keep Kifiat in the seat alongside Gasly for next week? Do they take a long term view and say, well, Kifiat sort of has he peaked? He's he's plateaued. He's had two or three years at it. Um, we've sort of sacked him two or three times, and he's he's resurrected himself. Uh, whereas Brendan Hartley is going to be on a massive upward. Uh, learning curve and he's just going to get better and better so could he be the more long-term solution I think there's a tricky debate going on there of what they want uh, for the team having Hartley and Gasly will be difficult for them to have a benchmark because effectively it's two rookies so again it's it's tricky as a short-term versus long-term view so I, th I think there's a few debates going on there I don't think it's an easy problem for them to solve because Hartley did a good job as well this weekend, so we'll we'll have to see how that one plays out. Anyway, it's a very short hop off to Mexico next week, so a couple of days here in Austin. It's such a great city, so uh, I'm going to head out for a run, and I will see you all next week from Mexico. All right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.